Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Changemakers, it's Holly here. Hey, and as we're moving into all of our different letters this month, we're going to be talking today about the letter of support. Okay, so it's the dreaded letter of support. This is the one that you may have forgotten to get, you know, when you're applying for that grant and then you realize, oh my gosh, we also need letters of support. And then you go to upload the grant application you've been working on for weeks and realize you forgot to get your partners to endorse your project. Yes. This is one of the first things that I have my clients do to gather is getting letters of support from partners can take time. If your partners are out of town or they're just busy, like most of them are, letters of support can take weeks to get signed and approved and returned to your nonprofit. So yeah, so letters of support can really take time and I'm gonna drive that home today because it's really important to get started on it from the beginning. So. This letter of support is different than a letter of commitment. We will talk about letters of commitment next time. Letters of commitment have a bit more teeth and can teeter on memorandums of understandings referred to as MOUs. But sometimes a letters of commitment and letters of support can be very similar based on the funding source. But with federal grants mainly, there is a big difference. So don't think a letter of support can, you know, take the place of a letter of commitment for federal grants. And I'll talk about that more next time. But for now, let's just get back to letters of support. These are the softest letters of them all, but can offer your nonprofit a large stamp of validation. These can also be required for certain funding sources, and other funding sources may allow you to include these as attachments. So for some, they might say it is required to submit letters of support, and for others, they may say that you're allowed to have a certain number of attachment, page numbers of attachments, or that you you can just go ahead and include it as attachments. So these should not be included with letters of intent or letters of inquiry, and we've talked about those in the previous two podcasts, so if you want to go check that out, please do. But they should not be included with the letters of support or letters of inquiry unless specifically requested by the funding source. So the letters of intent, letters of inquiry, those are usually sent in before the grant application. So you're not sending in letters of support at that time. You send letters of support with your grant application. Okay, so basically a letter of support is where your community says that they support your project that you are requesting the funding for. You can, and very often you will, write a template letter of support from your partner's point of view and send it over to them to put it on their letterhead and to sign. This is a very, very common practice. They will read your partner, so they'll read the letter of support, or they should, and make changes to some of the language 
but really they don't want to do the work. They don't want to write letters. They don't know what your project is that you're going to be asking for funding for. You know, they're not sure on your intentions. They want you to do it for them and then they'll basically just sign it, maybe change a little bit of language, add a couple of lines, that kind of thing, and that's it. And that's absolutely fine. They don't mind skimming over something and signing in on off chance that you actually get the grant awarded. If you want a downloadable template of a letter of support, join the waitlist for the grant writers and funding change makers, or if you're listening to this after we've launched in the next week, then just go ahead and go to grantwritingandfunding.com. And if you're part of our members club, you will get a downloadable template. Okay. So, but I am going to explain it in this podcast today. You'll also have the notes on how to actually make one. But first, let's ask, who should you ask for letters of support from? Well, you should ask the partners that make sense for the project you are submitting a grant application for, right? So if you're writing a grant for a suicide prevention program for youth, then you may want to get letters from your partners in the community that serve youth, such as the Department of Youth Affairs, other youth nonprofits, middle and high schools in your communities, and so forth. This demonstrates that your community will support you in implementing the grant. It does not state that they will get paid as a subcontractor or anything else. That is for your letter of commitment or your MOU that we will talk about next time. But it just says says that they will support your project. Okay, so how are these written, Holly? All right, let's get to it. Number one, make sure your partner has their letterhead on the paper and that it is signed from your partner's authorized official, such as the directing or acting director, right? And you can use that, leave that blank for them, but give your partners the instructions. Please put this on your letterhead and make sure you sign it. Number two, make sure that the letters of support are dated and addressed to the funding source, not to your nonprofit, all right? You also wanna include the address of the funding source. So that goes into number three. The salutation should be to the director of the funding source, not to your nonprofit. So like this example, if you're submitting for a program, a youth program for prevention of suicide, then, and it's for, let's say, the Administration for Children and Families, you would find out who the director is for that and you would address it to them. You would find the address for where the Department of Administration of Families is in DC and you would have that address. I mean, that's just one example, right? They could be anywhere in the world when we the specific one as an example and you would address it to them. So they're actually like writing a letter to the funding source and they're just saying that they're supporting your project. That's how it should be. Number four, the letter should be one to two pages max. One page is usually absolutely fine, but if you're being really robust in what you're doing, it can add some length, but really one page is absolutely fine. Number five, the first part of a letter should include an appreciation of your partner to submit a letter of support for your nonprofit for the specific grant. Like we are pleased to submit a letter of support for this youth nonprofit. Include the CFDA number of the grant, if it's a federal grant, the title of the grant program and the source the funding is from. So for example, the Department of Administration and uh, for Children and Families, and you would say the CFDA number is 13.427 and you know exactly what it's for. So if it's the Office of Violence Against Women or if it's the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right, you want to actually say what it's for because that's easier, especially if you're having a lot of grants you're writing at the same time and getting letters of support for different ones. You don't want to mix them up. But it's also very clear that it's written for that specific program and for that specific grant project 
right? It's not just a general letter of support for anything you're doing through the year, but it's very clear. So then the funding source knows, okay, they specifically are supporting this project, this grant project. All right, it should also include the project name and what the project will do. So that means the project name of what your nonprofit is doing, right? You're developing a project for a grant. Um, so you have to say what that project name is and what the project will do. So think objective, the project grant amount and the duration of the grant. So for example, the community school will support the suicide prevention nonprofits Yes Life project that will provide a suicide prevention summer youth camp for at-risk youth ages 12 years old to 16 years old for three years, totaling the amount of $200,000 from Amazing Foundation under the Youth Grant Project. Very clear, yes, that's a super long sentence, but you can see in there that it has what the project name is, well, first off, you're saying what, you know, your partner saying we're going to support this project. Very important. And then they're saying what the project name is. They're explaining what the project is about. A suicide prevention summer camp for at-risk youth ages 12 to 16 years old. They're saying the durations for three years. And then they're saying the amount, totaling the amount to 200000 and who it's from. The Amazing Foundation and under this specific grant project, the Youth Grant Project right? So that's all in one sentence. Boom, it's done. It's very clear what it's for. All right, moving on to number six. The body of the email should include how your nonprofit and your partner have worked together in the past and on which projects, etc., or that you're currently working on together. This part of the letter can also include why the project is a good idea and some statistics to support the need of the project. So very, very clear how you've worked together in the past. So how they might, you know, they're supporting you. This is a letter of support, how they're going to show that kind of support for your nonprofit through this project or for this project and why the project is important. Number seven, in closing, your partner can mention again that they support the project and the impact the project will have on the community. So just to kind of tie it up as a little conclusion paragraph or conclusion sentence, you can go ahead and just loop that back in. And of course, number eight, for the signature, include the name of the director of your partner's organization, including a title, signature, and contact information. That can be a phone number and an email address. It can just be as simple as that. Okay, so that's it. All right, so let's go ahead. I'm just going to run through that one time real quick. So number one is make sure your partner has their letterhead on the paper and it's signed from the partner's authorized official. Number two is make sure that the letter of support is dated and addressed to the funding source, right, including the address. Uh, number three is the salutation to, should be to the director of the funding source. Number four, keep it short. It can be one page to two pages max. Number five, the first part of the letter should include an appreciation of your partner to submit a letter of your not, for your nonprofit, right, for the specific grant. And remember, include the title of the grant program, the funding source it's from, the project name, what the project will do, the project grant amount, and the duration of the grant. Number six, the body of the email should include how your nonprofit and your partner has they've worked together and also why the project is a good idea and some stats to support the need. Number seven, just once again reiterate, you're excited to support this project, or your partner saying this, they're excited to support your project and the impact the project will have on the community. And number eight, make sure your partner signs and includes your the title, signature, and contact information. All right, this letter of support can provide a competitive advantage to other nonprofits who submit grants, but do not include letters of support or have weak partners. 
The trick is to draft this letter of support for your partners, remember I mentioned that, and ask them if they would be willing to sign it as soon as you decide to go after the grant. Do not just email it to them and expect an immediate response. In my years of grant writing, the most effective way is to personally call your contacts and explain to them the project and ask them over the phone or in person if they will provide a letter of support. Ask them if they would like a template, most likely they will, and they may even ask you, and then let them know you will email it over to them. If you don't hear back from them, then follow up with a call or text to let them know you emailed them the letter. This will substantially increase the numbers of letters of support that your nonprofit will receive. If you just email one to them and never call, do not think that they hate your project or a terrible partner. Email may have gone to spam or it might have gotten buried in their inbox, right? So make signing this letter the easiest thing in the world by giving them a heads up sending it to them via email, giving them a kind reminder, and even physically picking up the hard copy from their office if you are in town, right, if you're in their town. At this point in time, signed PDF letters are accepted and maybe how you have to email it to the funding source anyway, but if you can save them your partner time from just even scanning the letter over, then do it. Everything to make it as easy as possible and as quick as possible. All right, guys, so that is it today for letters of support. Make sure you also select the best partners possible, right? Remember, just think, what is your grant going to do? Who would be the best people in your community to support that? All right, guys, and once again, if you want a sample copy of the template letter of support, then check out our upcoming membership on www.grantwritingandfunding.com. I'm Holly Rustic, and I hope you guys have an excellent week. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.